Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 403 of our trek, and today is Philosophy Friday. Every Friday, we will ponder some of the basic truths and mysteries of life and how they can impact us in creating our living legacy. Today, we will complete our trek covering the cycles and seasons of life. We will continue with the winter season that we started last Friday and then wrap up the trek with a recap. We are broadcasting from our studios at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. Our workload has been steady this week and we continue to make slow but sure progress on the various projects that we are working on. This is not unlike the cycles that the farmer goes through during the various seasons of the year. The analogy comparing the waiting for the Lord's return to the farmer in James chapter 5 verse 7 explains life pretty well. Dear brothers and sisters, be patient as you wait for the Lord's return. Consider the farmer who patiently waits for the rains in the fall and in the spring. They eagerly look for the valuable harvest to ripen. To be successful in life, it is imperative that we fully understand the laws of planting and harvesting, realizing also that during your lifetime there will be many different cycles of seasons. Just because particular cycles of seasons did not produce the harvest that you expected, don't let that control your future seasons or the entirety of your life. Today on our trek, let's continue with the winter season, which must be a time for reflection and planning, while each new spring season gives us an opportunity to start new again. Today's trek is titled, Make Your Winter Seasons Count. As we continue to contemplate the winter seasons of life, you need to grasp that throughout all seasons of the year, winter can touch your lives in very small ways, as if it were testing you and providing you as subtle reminders of the plight of those whose lives are surrounded by winters. Winter can be lost opportunities or the loss of a love. A winter can be when a trusted friend gives you cause for disappointed or when your children, young or old, make unwise decisions that will force them into a winter season. A frigid blast from the cold, harsh words of someone you love is like the winter season. And so is the pessimism or cynicism from someone whose advice or counsel that you seek. A major challenge confronting those who seem to be in a perpetual winter is that they don't prepare for the arrival of spring, and they lack ability to recognize that arrival. So that you don't become a person like that yourself, you must be planning, learning, and preparing so that you become part of the solution rather than allowing yourself to remain part of the problem. If you are currently without love, money, or employment, it is a winter season for you, and its very appearance is because you've missed springtime somewhere. Even if it was not your intention, neglect is always costly, and winter is merely a circumstance, an effect brought on by some earlier cause. Dwelling on the severity of your personal winter merely makes that winter more difficult to endure. You must search the inner confines of your mind and your soul for the purpose of discovering the real cause within you. Adversity is seldom attributed to someone or something outside of ourselves. To blame outside influences for the circumstances of a winner is a convenient excuse for misplacing your responsibility. It is the normal human tendency to place the blame of winner on someone else, which is why most humans harvest the result of mediocrity that accompanies such a behavior. For circumstances to change, your attitudes, opinions, and habits must change. Conversations on how circumstances ought to be, or why situations aren't fair, is just that, conversation. Unproductive conversations what the lazy or unambitious engage in during the winter seasons of life, for there is a certain euphoria that such empty conversation produces which dulls the senses of the harsh realities of how circumstances really are. This same euphoria is found in television and on the internet. It will get you all worked up, but it doesn't provide a solution to your winter seasons. 
it is so easy to use this as an attempt to escape from an empty life. Since this will not solve the issues, many turn to alcohol or other drugs seeking solutions in an external means. Others turn to idle gossip, which allows those who engage in it to overlook their own weaknesses by attacking the weaknesses of others. Instead, let winter find you planning for the arrival of spring, not contemplating the errors of commission or omission from last year. Let winter find you with a joyful countenance and a happy heart. Even if your winter is still dark and cold currently, share a good word with all those around you. Do it with confidence in the future, not apprehension, with an appreciation for the past, not regret. And finally, with a gratitude for your achievements, adversities, and uncertainties of life. For each of these is a form of blessing which removes all limitations from the future possibilities of life. Winter is a time for examining, pondering, and introspection. It is a time for reevaluating both your purpose and procedure, for rediscovering an often misplaced sense of purpose. It is the time for finding new ways of solving old dilemmas and for devising unique plans for contributing to others that are less fortunate than yourself. It is a time for understanding and controlling anger, that frequent human emotion which causes us to pass judgment without fair deliberation. It is a time to analyze your fairness and to overcome your tendency to hastily spew out condemnation without full investigation, which is the height of ignorance. Winter is a time for being sincere with yourself about yourself, when the tendency is to fool yourself. It is a time for developing the skills that will allow you to get along with imperfect people, for even a fool can get along with perfect people. It is also a time for becoming wise enough to know what to say, as well as to know what to overlook and what not to say. The wisdom that comes from this careful use of winter teaches you also that evolution is merely a revolution at a slower pace, and that constant gradual change is the order of God's universe. Only those human-worthy attributes of honesty, loyalty, love, trust in God, and in your fellow humans are meant to remain constant. Winter is a time for being grateful for your achievements or for having endured your lack of achievement. The physical inactivity of the winter season is a time for adding to your storehouses of knowledge through continued education, which in truth does not mean that learning things that you do not know, but learning to behave as you do not now behave. The fact and things of life are automatically learned when you become inspired with the excitement of high expectations and belief in your own abilities. With winter comes the opportunity to catch up on those unkept promises, on those unanswered letters. It is time for encouraging the young, who with their inexperience are insecure, and for encouraging the old, whom because of their experience are apprehensive of the future. Let not a winter go by without investing much of your time in assuring, teaching, and encouraging others. For in so doing, your reward will be an uplifted confidence in yourself. The teacher is always the greatest recipient of the lesson he seeks to teach to others. Let winter find you thinking first of someone else, appreciating, being kind, being gentle, and by all means, let winter find you laughing more, even though the winds blow cold and the snows cover the soil, which will soon bring new life. Someone once said, don't pray for things to be easier, rather, pray for more obstacles and more challenges, for it is out of these that man's characters and will to succeed are formed. Nearly every success story that I'm aware of began when the person first lay flat on his mental and financial back. In this condition, people usually become sufficiently disgusted to reach deep down inside and pull out their talents, abilities, desire, and determination which are the basic essentials required for anyone wishing to free themselves from their winters of life. It is in the face of adversity that circumstances begin to change, and the circumstances always change as a result of personal change that takes place. 
I have discovered that circumstances never change by themselves. It is when a human, with sufficient disgust, desire, and determination to change their life, finally steps up and shouts for all the world to hear, I have had it with defeat and humiliation. I will not tolerate it any longer. That is the time when fate and circumstances calls a hasty conference, and all three wearily agree. We had best step aside because we are powerless to stop that kind of resolve. Unfortunately, the masses of people don't change. They wait for circumstances to change, blaming others, or blaming the circumstances for their meager progress. They accept defeat as though it was God's design for humanity to wallow in pools of defeat and self-pity. The fact is that life is going to continue even though you may now be defeated. The world will wake up tomorrow just as it did today, and the events will continue to unfold with repeated regularity of God's creation. Your role of present failure or success is a temporary condition. You can rebound from failure as surely as you gravitated into failure. The condition of any person who feels defeated or ashamed is being repeated by thousands of humans around the world at the same time at this very moment. You must bring to mind the phrase that this too shall pass. Each time you are tempted to think that you have accepted all the negativity and failure that your life could possibly tolerate. For everyone who are mentally, spiritually, or financially exhausted, a few will grasp for a new beginning. When they find it, they will pull themselves up to their feet and move back into the world. It is then that they will not only do well, but leave their mark indelibly impressed upon the spiritual, business, political, and social world. They will be written about, talked about, and examined by their peers in numerous ways. The world will pass judgment on them as being lucky in some way, and will be aware of the agony and the loneliness that one must experience before they begin their march toward accomplishment. So as foolish as this may sound, thank God for your present limitation or failure, if that should be the case, for you now occupy a status from which nearly all success stories originate. You can go where you want to go, do what you want to do, and become what you want to become right from where you are today. Over the time of recorded history, millions who were in abject poverty, had similar handicaps, or had failed many times chose through faith or hope that they would not remain in that circumstance. We can think of many like Longfellow, Michelangelo, Lincoln, George Washington Carver, Ford, Disney, and many others. So be grateful for your adversity, for it is a seed that you can now plant in the spring seasons of your life for your own better future. The world will willingly stand by and let you feel sorry for yourself until you finally die broke and alone, if that is what you desire. But it will also stand aside for you once you firmly decide that your present winter season is only temporary and that you will get back up and go on to make an impact in your world. The fact is, the world really doesn't have time to care for which choice that you make. So for yourself at least, give a run at adventure, and with your eyes firmly set on achievement, not merely existence or self-pity. From this moment on, and for what remains of the balance of your life, make your commitment to excellence, remembering that it is your challenge to succeed. After all, you only have one life. Do something remarkable with it. We have now completed our series on the cycles and seasons of life. Let us commit to living effectively during each season. On our next Philosophy Friday, we will begin a new series as we discover the truths and mysteries of life. But our next track will be Motivation Monday, where we will explore more trails on how to get and stay motivated to bring value to your world each day. So encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us on Monday for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. Now we'll finish our trek for today. Just as you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, we ask you to help us to grow Wisdom Trek by sharing it with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person when you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. 
If you'd like to listen to any of the past daily treks, they are available at wisdom-trek.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Wisdom Trek so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. The journal for today's trek is available at wisdom-trek.com, and I thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you on Monday.